Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of the Team Blaney Podcast. My name is Adam Rogers, and alongside me, as always, is co-host Steve Mez. If it's your first time listening, this podcast is brought to you by fans for fans. Steve and I have been following the Blaney Racing family for about two decades, and Team Blaney itself has been providing news, notes, and analysis to fans on social media since 2014. So go ahead and pull those belts tight and hang on as we throw the green flag on our recap of Ryan Blaney's run in the Wise Power 400 this past weekend at Auto Club Speedway in Fontana, California. Steve, as I said, welcome back to you, too, to what is this? I think episode five of the 2022 season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, fresh off again, this race at Fontana, California. I haven't been there. I think they said um, was approaching 400 days or something like that, 300 something mm-hmm. days. It's been a long time uh, since they've been out there. And, uh, I think it was supposed to be a short track by this point and they held off on that. And the way that race went with the next gen car, that worn out surface, that two mile track, five, six, seven lanes of racing. <laughs> I, uh, I think that there's maybe some other mile and a half tracks out there that they can turn into a short track if they want to. But I think for now, maybe let's keep uh, Fontana the way it is. What do you think? I, you know, I heard uh, a good suggestion actually. Let's just put another track inside of the track. And they could have two two races there. They could have the the, the race on the big track early in the year, and then maybe later in the year, come back for a short track race. Um, But yeah, the racing itself was pretty awesome. Uh, This car, um, you know, a lot of people didn't realize it was going to be difficult, difficult to drive. These guys are on a learning curve. Um, You're definitely seeing who can drive it, who can't a little bit. Um, Some of the guys will get better. Don't get me wrong. But uh, early on, it's really interesting to see, uh, guys are used to used to pushing the envelope a certain amount and not being able to do it. Um, other guys, uh, have skills and abilities that, uh, you know, have, they show it off, you know? So yeah, it made the racing really good. Um, uh, it was crazy though, with all the, um, the spin outs and everything. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about that and <laughs> what they're doing to help, uh, get cars off the track. Yeah. I think it was awesome. I, th- I think I mentioned last week's episode that, um, you weren't really sure what things were going to be like at Daytona. They got to Daytona, they raced. I said, it looked like Daytona. It wasn't, didn't look like anything different than we've had in the past. It didn't turn out to just be tandem the whole time or something. The pack didn't get, it wasn't, you know, single file racing or something like that. It looked like a Daytona race. This was the first test when they get out to more of a traditional track, even though it is a two mile track. So it's still a little bit longer than a mile and a half. And obviously short tracks that we have on the schedule, but it's a little bit more in their wheelhouse. So what we run from week to week So here's the first true test of the car. And I think I tweeted out that, you know, my hot take way too early hot take for the year already is that the next gen car is a success. Um, We'll talk about the flat tires and some other issues they really need to address as soon as possible. But the way that race played out, the way that the grooves they could still run, the runs that the drivers had, um, even the end of this race where, you know, some guys were able to hang side by side and still make a pass. They're not really able to side draft as successfully as they were before. So um, it's not real. It's not as easy to pass. I mean, it's just, or at least easy to pass in that form. So 
Um, I think it just, I don't know, again, high expectations for the car. I think they met those expectations this week. Mm-hmm. Only race two. We're only two races into the season. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see, especially when they get to Las Vegas this weekend for uh, a mile and a half, high speed mile and a half track um, where it's a little bit different. The surface is a little bit different. So don't want to jump the gun too much, but man, I, I don't know the, the way that the clash turned out. Uh, as far as momentum goes for the sport, huge event, huge successful event. They go to Daytona, have an amazing race, an amazing weekend, amazing re- weather. They followed up out here at Fontana um, with one of the best races they've had there uh, in recent memory. And it just seems like everything is really clicking on all cylinders for the sport. Yeah. You know, this, uh, you know, when they start off uh, the weekend uh, with the practice and, and so forth, it, it just really kind of ramped up because you just, you know, even if you weren't watching what happened Saturday, but you tuned in Sunday and you found all that out of what happened Saturday, all of a sudden you're like, oh, what's going to happen today? You know, um, and again, two actually, weeks in a row, two weeks in a row with practice. I know you said before that you could, you could take it or leave it. I'm it leave it, on the but, practice and qualifying bandwagon. I'm going to watch it every time that's available. And I was glued to my TV because it was an exciting <laughs> practice and, and qualifying session. Yes. Um, actually, I go back to. Oh. <laughs> Good job, sir. <laughs> Thank you. All right. We're all, all settled right. now. Oh, you're settled. Um, I will go back to Friday because they inspected the cars on Friday and I didn't, didn't realize that I thought they'd wait till Saturday morning to do that, but they did it on Friday. So, um, (laughs) so the six, the 12, the 22, the 23 and the 78 all failed twice and the 45 failed three times, which meant the 45 wasn't going to qualify. And he had to do a pass through at the start of the race. Um, everybody else who, who did the twice failure, um, uh, they lost pit position. Um, you know, and, uh, crew chief, or I'm sorry, car, car chiefs were ejected. Uh, so Oops. car chief, car chief, Raymond Fox, uh, ended up being ejected for the weekend, which, you know, most of the time they say it's no big deal, but I don't know anymore with this car. Uh, you might want to have that guy around with some of the things that might happen and you might have to fix during a race. So, um, then we, yeah, we get to Saturday, we got this, um, two 15 minute practices and they're split up and uh, the cars are split up in half by some sort of metric based on the week prior and, and finishes and all that stuff. So two 15 minute practices split up and session a starts off in the four car on the first lap, not even done with the first lap spins. And uh, then we later on, we've got the one car wrecking the 17 spins trying to avoid that wreck. Um, all this happening in turn four. Um, so before Ryan goes out, Josh and Ryan talk about uh, where people are running on the track and the wind direction, because that, you know, they're thinking that the wind has a lot to play and with it. And Saturday, the wind was like was gusting up to, right, up to 40 miles an hour. So it really does affect that car. Um, the 20 spun it out at the end of the session. <laughs> yeah. Coming into the pits. Yep. Coming into the pits. Um, so, um, in the first session, uh, the 11 car was the fastest. And, um, at, at that point, the 22 was the top Ford net in that session. He was third, um, group B comes out and they told Ryan, if it looks good, um, go ahead and stay out the whole session, get a bunch of laps and, um, the 23 spins out and one and two, um, three laps in Ryan was like 17th overall, um, and with 10 minutes left, he was actually the ninth fastest in the group. So, uh, you know, they were picking up on it a little bit. Um, 
Now, the qualifying itself, the top five of each group will go on to compete for the poll. And they did the qualifying same thing. They had a group A and then a group B. Um, the group A top five was the 22, the 6, the 16, the 11, and the 18. Now, the surprise in there is the 16. Yeah. Um, they showed some amazing speed. Uh, group B, um, you know, Josh is telling um, Ryan where the nine was running because he was curious about the nine. Yeah, he opened this whole thing up because the nine, what? He found the apron. Yeah, No one else had whole, gone to the apron, apron yet. Right. And he went whole, straight to the top of the chart. Yeah. Uh, the, ton, the 10 spun out sideways on his lap. <laughs> but the uh, top five when it's all said and done was the, uh, the nine, the 12, the two, uh, the 43, and the 24. So, uh, and Josh said that actually it would have been uh, P2 overall if you would have combined all the, all the different speeds. So really good uh, run there um so the top 10 go for the pole the six spins flatten flattens his tires they have a long delay towing his car in uh the 22 smacks the wall <laughs> um then josh is telling ryan about the 43s run and where he was running um the uh 24 spins gets stuck in the grass the nine spins um Ryan was about three tenths off the lead at that point. Uh, and then the two won the pole, um, uh, 10 cars spun during both practice and qualifying, you know, one third of the, field, you know, well, almost one third of the field found a way to spin out. So that's why I said, if you watched tune in on Sunday, you didn't hear about Saturday until you tuned in on Sunday and they start talking about it. It's like, well, what, what's going to happen? I am. Um, I, you know, I kind of give Josh a good luck uh, message or something like that. And I asked him for an over under on spin outs or cautions for Sunday. And all he said was a lot. L -L. Yeah. And honestly, I thought this was terrific. I, I, you know, I was texting you this whole, the whole time through practice and qualifying. I love the fact that they were on edge basically every lap. I think a lot of it was they were trying to find that edge and some of them went over it now. The downside to all of this, again, it's great that the, the car doesn't handle well, as mentioned really briefly in the intro there, um, when they, they, they go, uh, they spin out and the tires go flat is still a major hiccup in, in the sport right now, just because guys like that happen like in, in the race and happened in practice there with the six car. And, um, it's a, it's a long process to, to go out there and they're, they're towing the cars kind of differently. Like in some cases they're putting them up on a flatbed. I think Keselowski actually, when he spun, um, waved them off from towing his car with this kind of harness that they have for the front end that tows it in because they're complaining that it's damaging the rear end, the diffuser and everything in the car when they're towing them now, even though they tried to come up with this new way to tow them. So mm -hmm. they've been going to the flatbed when they can, but during a race, when it happens and it's going to happen during this race, um, you, you are, your your race is over pretty much yeah. when you spin out and, and need to be towed in, um, one change that they made during this weekend. Um, I think they announced it before practice and qualifying was that, um, if you did spin out during the race and you did need, and it was just flat tires, you didn't hit the wall or something major drivers were allowed to stay in the car. And this is the first time this has been allowed. They've been allowed to stay in the car, get towed to pit road and have their tires changed and continue on with the race, which sounds great, but you're not getting those pace laps back or those, those caution flag laps back. So guys are going four or five, six laps down in this process. So 
in the on the old car if you lost a tire you were able to drive back to pit road yeah there's plenty of instances where you did that if you were as a big track like this if you did it on the back stretch by the time you got to the front your whole right side or left side could be torn off from the the tire coming apart but at least you could keep going and you didn't necessarily lose laps so yeah they say they're working on it um i'm hoping they have a solution soon a lot of this just has to do we talked about it last week has to do with the low profile tires on these 18 inch wheels there's no inner liner anymore that they would run at a lot of the tracks so when the tires go flat the the ride height on the cars though they could be high enough to make this not happen the teams aren't going to do it because it scrubs off too much speed um these these rub blocks on the bottom of the cars that are protecting the carbon fiber fiber bottom of the car um, just sit on the track and you can't move. So anyway, everyone's heard about this enough, but, uh, hopefully they fix that soon. Yeah. I was, you know, they're talking about maybe bringing, uh, bringing wheels and tires out to the cars themselves and just putting new one, new ones on or something on temporary. So they get back to pit road or whatever. So they can just drive it in. I don't know that how yeah. much time, time of that would take. Um, I kiddingly said something to, to a mechanic friend of mine. This is, uh, how about just some fix a flat? <laughs> he says, nah, I don't think that's going to work. I says, yeah, I probably wouldn't seal it up, but it could be worth a try if the, if the tire was just sitting still or on the rim just right. You never know. You get, <laughs> maybe get away with it just long enough to get into the pits. But Maybe one of them. I think they can still get back to the pits with one or two flat, but when it's all yeah, four, they're done. When it's for. all four, they're done, yeah. So, so you're ready to jump into the rest of the race recap yet? yeah not so yeah, fast steve yeah, really not yet <laughs> not we so should, we fast probably address the elephant in the room first right all right so um amazing car for blaney this week um but they were i would call it plagued by a major issue on pit stops um something that was very frustrating for all of us as fans through the first couple of stops, because it just seemed like the pit crew was off. Um, the stops were just slow. And um, this year, more than ever with the, the way that teams are able to change tires quickly and the way the strategies work um, with fuel and the fuel cell, I think is bigger overall to start the race out with. So um, the stops are fast. I think Reddick's team had some of the fastest stops of the day at around nine seconds with four tires and fuel. So there is no margin for error. So I thought, you know, they're, they were just having some, some issues with speed on pit road. Um, but by the time it got to like the third or fourth stop where Ryan would lose five to 10 positions, sometimes it became clear to me, at least in some other folks that there was, it wasn't just a, a skills problem. It wasn't just, you know, one of the the tire changers lagging behind, like this was an actual, and I called it catastrophic a couple of times, an actual catastrophic problem that is happening on these pit stops. It's not just, oh, the pit crew's bad. Oh, they're messing up again this year. Um, so in this process, going through the, the scanner uh, report from Nicole and then the stuff that you're listening to as well, there was a point when crew chief Jonathan Hassler came over the radio and pretty much kind of offered an apology to the crew and said that, they put them in a box on the right rear. Mm -hmm. um, so with something with the setup was making it actually physically. And I, I tweeted this relentlessly yesterday and was just, or on Sunday during the race and was just beat up by <laughs> several fans. And, um, but I just felt it was really important because it was physically hard for this right rear tire changer or rear tire changer in general, but specifically on the right rear of the car to get the wheel off the car. 
mm-hmm. it was just it was impossible it wasn't impossible but it took him if you watch some of these videos uh point of view videos from other crews tires were popping on off on off real quick when mm-hmm. they would show the 12 team pit uh, on tv and they did two or three times you would see them struggle every single time they tried to get that right rear wheel off they would have to mm-hmm. wiggle it pull it down then finally get it off the front tire changer was already around the car by the time the the rear tire changer even had his his wheel on so um there's an issue with the setup and we continued to learn more throughout the race. And then in some post-race interviews, we've learned even more about what was going on. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing was that, um, as we discover these things, people still want to fire everybody. Okay. Uh, back, you know, and and I don't want to just anger and also frustration is, is part of everything. And, if you're listening to the scanner, you can tell there's frustration there. Okay. You can tell the frustration of the driver. You can tell the frustration of the crew chief. Okay. But as we found out more and more about this as the day went on and the two different, ex- uh, two different times he apologized, he apologized once during the race. He apologized again at the end of the race. He didn't say exactly what it was, but he said that it was a setup thing that he did that caused that tire to hang up in there. And um, we blamed the crew. Everybody was like blaming the crew, blame the crew, blame the crew. But the crew chief was actually the guy that caused the issue. What he did was he made it difficult. It was like he tied one arm behind the guy that was, was changing the tire. Okay. That's the way you want to think of it. The tire changer did the best he could with what he had in front of him, but the crew chief his adjustment, and it was something they couldn't reverse in the middle of the race, but his adjustment, whatever it was, was something that, you know, caused that to be an issue every single time they made a stop. And they did the best they could to overcome it. And that tire changer did the best he could to overcome it every time he went out there. I'm sure he got a lot of practice at it. I mean, how many cautions did we have? Yeah. Um, they, had, they got 11, 12 sets of tires and they used all of them during that race so you know but to go out there and say hey just fire everybody i want you to realize there's 36 38 teams each week 36 charter teams and then a couple extra that show up and most of these guys are not allowed to pit any of the other cars now any other series because of the single lug nut versus the five lug nut and they don't want them doing both okay they want them just doing the one the pensy guys are probably still three or four of the top teams on pit road, you know, Pendrick, Hendrick, uh, Gibbs, Penske. Okay. So that's about the 10, 12 cars there. Correct. And then after that, you know, so where are you going to get other guys from? If you fire all these guys, are you, you, you going to go get the fifties the pit crew and lose a wheel, you know, no offense to the 50 from last week, but you know, so, I don't understand, you know, they're going to practice. They're going to figure it out. I, I definitely think that whatever it was that the, uh, the setup, and we're going to find out, you know, through what we found out the next day or two afterward, that, that they probably won't do that this week. <laughs> you know, and I get it. I get it. There was, there was some high profile, I will call them missteps uh, that the crew had. Martinsville, one of the Martinsville races last year comes to mind. So I get it. The fans think that, oh, they have a history of screwing up or something like that. But I think if we looked at, uh, I know the crew was in last year, just an average pit time and that kind of stuff. They were in the top 10 in the, in the series. So it's like, 
I think a couple of those glowing mistakes really kind of were overshadowing the, the rest of the, the good work that they did throughout the rest of the year. Now, again, five races from now, if it turns out that <laughs> come talk to us again, I think two races in, uh, we just need to, you know, pull the reins back a little bit on, on the, the doom and gloom here. Um, now you're, you're mentioning the fact that we learned a little bit more. So um, again, I was saying I was getting beat up. The team Blaine account specifically was getting beat up on Twitter for trying to offer an explanation for what was going on um, between comments and actual, you know, private direct messages that the account was getting with angry people. Um, it was a little bit disheartening, but it comes with it. I get it. And again, hundred percent. Okay. For fans to be frustrated. This was a mistake. And I don't want to beat up Jonathan Hassler either because he's brought two extremely fast Ford Mustangs for Ryan to the track the past couple of weeks. So, and it's a brand new crew chief driver relationship here. So, uh, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. So Jonathan, again, you're still our guy, um, but it was a mistake. It put them in a bind, um, but Ryan went on. So it seems like Ryan might be a regular guest now. Uh, so his former crew chief, Todd Gordon hosts the late shift with Brad Gilly on Sirius XM NASCAR radio on Monday nights now. And Todd was actually at California at Fontana for the race, working the booth with MRN again, uh, part of this, you know, post crew chiefing career that he has going on. So Ryan, the last couple of weeks has been coming on the show as a featured guest. So Ryan was on the show Monday night and went into this issue and actually spent a decent chunk of the time uh, defending the pit crew. Yeah, we had a, a little issue um, on pit road and, uh, it wasn't anything on the pit crew. Uh, we, we just had trouble getting the right rear tire off. Um, just the, the shock we had on it just wouldn't let it droop down enough, and, and it made it a hard day on the rear changer. But, um, you know, hopefully we'll learn from that and, and move on. But, you know, we were able to drive back from, you know, we'd lose handfuls of spots on pit road and be able to drive back up to where I thought we could be. And, uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, blame those guys for anything you know and, and it wasn't their fault um i saw a lot on social media about uh people giving all the picker guys a hard time but it, it wasn't their issue they do a good job and they're learning you know as, as best they could and they made the best out of the situation so uh, it's just something we learn you know we'll, we'll learn for the future at the race shop and make sure it don't happen again so there you go <laughs> we learn yeah, we, learn, we, we learn, learn a little bit more learning is a key word here too because okay so we've got a new car um, we've done some test sessions, but like we didn't test at any track that was like California or we didn't test at a track, you know, certain types of short tracks. So we get to certain tracks and certain places. We're going to see things based on the performance of the driver, but the pit crew is still learning this, this, this car too. And they may have practiced at the shop, this and practice at the shop that, and they're going to look up and down pit road and see somebody else did this better. And somebody else did that this way. And maybe we'll try this next week and maybe we'll practice that next week. And we're going to do, you know, this guy ran around this way and maybe we'll do that. You know, so the next couple months, you're going to see um, different things and they're going to try different things and they're going to practice different things. And you know what, you don't necessarily, you know, you, every season you want to keep building toward the end of the season, you know, so you know, my positivity is showing up here, but this happened now. Okay. Let's make sure it doesn't happen later. Okay. These guys really did try their best to get the wheel off the car, you know, and now, you know, in hindsight, sure. It's hindsight. We didn't find out for a day that what had happened, you know, but now we know. Okay. So let's not go crazy on these guys. You know, uh, nobody's trying to make a mistake. Nobody is trying to make an issue. Nobody wants to fail. 
Okay. Everybody wants to be successful. Everybody wants to work together. Okay. So the crew chief and the driver are doing the best they can to bring those people together and have them want to work for them and not against them. So, you know, yelling and screaming and hollering is the frustration of the moment. Um, but try to step back from it a little bit as, you know, as the day goes on and the next day happens, you know, and, 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 and you know, come tune into places like us and read things online and find out, you know, um, you know, Ryan puts out a press release on uh, Twitter and Facebook every week after the race, you know, and he said uh, right here, it says felt like the balance was pretty good. We were able to make our way through the field. We're still learning on the setup stuff and how that impact impacts the ability to get the wheel off quickly during a pit stop. We'll learn from it, go to Vegas next week and hopefully carry over the speed we had today. You know, so even he, you know, debriefed a little bit, come down from it, you know, but if you're listening to the scanner, you know, any of these drivers, you're listening to the scanner, you know, frustration comes out, you know, and it's very understandable. And we get frustrated too. You know, I'm lucky I sit next to my wife and she looks, just gives me a look once in a while, you know, calm down. It'll be all right. <laughs> you know, and then we'll listen a little further. And like I said, this race here after three or four of these incidents in a row, you realize something was just wrong. And it wasn't really the pit crew guy. He didn't have the yips or anything like that. It was something that was wrong with the vehicle. And he, like I said, if you should, they showed it like two different times, they showed him on TV trying to get that off. And you could see he had to pull it and try to kind of like turn it down to get it under out from underneath the fender. It was pinned underneath the fender, the low profile tire and the way they've got it riding in there. And with now we find out it was the shock. The shock wasn't releasing enough so that it would be down and clear. Now, the only thing we don't know is how much extra speed were they getting out of that? Setup. I know that's uh, the downside. <laughs> it, it was a fast car both day, yeah. both weeks. You know, if it's a tenth, uh, a tenth a second, it may not sound like much, but that tenth of a second after five or six laps, you know, he's catching people. Yeah. So, well, was that was it that much of a difference? You know, I don't know. We will find out this week, maybe, because I don't think they'll have the same issue. You know, but. Uh, yeah, so all I really have to say is again the the fans uh, and again thankful to everybody that follows our our team Blaney account on social media. You guys, a lot of folks got wrapped up in in the in the anger and frustration, and Steve and I were both angry and frustrated to start the race until we kind of saw the pattern and 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 got the explanation and understood the explanation and accepted the explanation. I'm hoping that for the folks that didn't accept any of those explanations, we were trying to share, share that information with everybody that when they hear it from their man, Ryan Blaney's mouth, telling people it wasn't the pit crew's fault, specifically saying that he, he noticed the backlash on social media for his mm -hmm. pit crew guys. And he wanted to clear the air there. So um, we're all in this together. Uh, we're we're going to be on to Las Vegas in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um we're gonna continue yeah we're gonna continue on with our with our recap here uh for the rest of the race we just kind of wanted to get this discussion out of the way first and yeah yeah so as we're listening to it you know and you're listening to okay this happened and that happened and now we're restarting here uh you know you'll know why um and it's only a second it's funny part is it's about a second a second and a half delay on the on the tire changer okay which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is, it, it ends up being that many positions on pit road half the time. So, you know, but, um, so, so they start uh, on, one yeah, second Sunday. before, okay. before we get going, I just want, just want to play something for people from last season. Um, a, a speech that you had just a clip from a speech that you had that actually 
I think a week or a couple of weeks after you did this, he went to victory lane in Atlanta. So as we continue on with this, this race recap, keep this in mind. Just stay positive. Okay. Don't jump off a cliff. Words to live by. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, Steve. (laughs) Uh, We've cleared the, the tire issue. We understand everything. Let's just jump into the rest of our race recap from the wise power 400 at auto club speedway. All right. Uh, stages were at 65, 130, and 200 uh, to the rear. Here we go. The one, the four, the six, the 22, the 23, the 31, of course, the 45. And he had to also do the pass through the five also ends up uh, going to the rear, which ends up uh, being interesting later on. Um, he ends up with pit stall 22 because of the tech failure and not being able to choose his pit stall early on. Uh, he pits between the 22 and the four. So he has to come in around the 22 and be behind the four. So a lot of times the four comes in around him even. Um, they do a competition caution for lap 20. I, I'm guessing this is based on the tires because they just wanted to make sure that, uh, see what tire wear was going to be like. Uh, yeah, I thought, them- I thought like without it being, a, you know, weather involved, I thought we were done with competition cautions. And then right before this race starts, says he lap 20 competition caution and i was just like no yeah but uh, uh well it is goodyear, goodyear was worried about this tire uh going into the weekend i read something about it and that they were worried about it and they gave an extra set of tires too um they changed that on uh saturday um <clears throat> so you know he starts out lap one he moves up a spot and then lap two the 43 takes the lead here so lap uh lap five he goes low he passes the 11 gets himself up to fourth and at lap seven, he passes the two. He's up to third. And um, lap 13 to eight takes the lead. And then at lap 15, we get our first caution of the day. We need like a counter or something to keep track of all these. Um, the 18. There we go. First caution, caution of the day. Caution one. Um, the 18 spins. And um, so Ryan asks a little bit about rear security, but for the most part, uh, he, the car, he is not complaining about the car at all. As soon as I start to talk to him, you know, he's looking for minor things. He doesn't really want any kind of big swings at it. Um, they decide this is going to be the competition caution now. Um, now, we do have the rear tire issue on this pit stop, but we also saw <laughs> this is the, the front tire changer lost the lug nut. All right, right out of the gun. Me. So I will say, I can't defend that one. <laughs> I don't no. know what happened there. It's but it supposed was kinda, to stay in the gun, but it, it yeah. dropped out and it rolled away like a meatball. What was kind of cool about it, though, is he had the other one on his belt, which I didn't even realize they carried. You know, he just carried it on his belt. And he just took it off there and boom, put it on. Um, so they went in third, end up 16th. Um, so uh, Jonathan, of course, he says, we're cleaning up things in here. Um, so that's the first thing he says. Um, now maybe he's referencing the, the lug nut mainly, but, uh, you know, the lug nut on the front side is happening the same time the thing happens on the, on the back side. So, um, this is, uh, Ryan says, I'll let you know how it runs in traffic, you know, so we're going to see what, what it can do and where it can come from, uh, choose code number one of the season or, or not. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they didn't do them at Daytona, uh, not on TV. The leader takes the outside line. <laughs> Ryan took the low. Um, so he gets up to 13th by lap 20. And then uh, lap 23, he's all the way up to uh, ninth. You know, uh, I couldn't keep track of the passing. Um, 
you know, they're four and five wide. I'm hearing bottom three, top of three, middle of three, a lot. Um, the nine takes the lead at this point. Um, lap 25, I hear the words bottom of four, which is, you know, a little more scary. But like I said, on that track, the way they spread out uh, going into the turns, it's possible. Racing was uh, amazing. I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, we did get a lot of cautions, as you'll see throughout this race. So it did keep bunching the cars up that maybe contributed to it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it was just fun, fun to watch, fun to watch the runs. Amazing. Yeah. Um, lap 27, he passes the 11. He's up to eighth. Uh, lap 28, he passes the 22 and the 19. He does a twofer and gets himself up to sixth. And at lap 34, the leader's still the nine and he slaps the wall. <laughs> So even in the lead, you could have an issue, you know, um, at lap 35, the nine's under the wall. Again, the eight takes the lead at lap 36. He passes uh, the nine and gets himself up to fifth. And at lap 38, the nine decides I'm going to spin. Uh, so his hitting the wall, uh, causing himself some issues and it causes caution number two. So we're pitting in fifth and we uh, come out 10th. So actually this is not as bad as the last stop. It's still bad, but you know, um, Ryan just wants to break even, you know, is what he tells them. Um, and I think at this uh, point, he still doesn't really know, like we're, we're, no. we're getting frustrated as well. Right. Ryan is frustrated a little bit on the radio. Um, I think even when he made that remark about, uh, I'll let you know how it is in traffic. It wasn't, it was mm -hmm. part constructive, part sarcastic, a little bit. Sarcastic. <laughs> so, and um, uh, but yeah, but so TV, he's, TV, we don't know yet. TV, TV does a good job here of showing. Um, uh, at this point, I think they do show the actual pit stop, or they, you know, so they do a good job of actually showing you where the issue was. You know, finding out later on, like I said, later on we find out that it, why it was happening like that. But you know, at the time, point in time, we at least saw what it was. Um, choose cone uh, number two here not on tv <laughs> the eight takes the top and ryan uh, takes the bottom puts him in row five so about 10th spot back um restarts at lap 42 by lap 44 he's up to ninth at lap 47 he passes the 14 he's up to eighth uh, so we get to uh lap 48 up to seventh and at lap 50 he passed the 19 he's up to sixth Lap 51 passes the 22 up to five. Um, and then at lap 54, we get caution number three. I'm having for fun the, with this today. That's, that's, that's good. I like it. A little flavor here. Um, caution for the 77 car. So uh, this pit stop, you know, doesn't go quite as well as the last one. Uh, in fifth comes out 17th. Um, he does say it on the, on the thing. And I think this is part of the frustration too. He says, uh, I can win a car with, win the race with this car. You know, he basically says, you know, we, cause we're moving forward every time. Um, and Jonathan tells him that we're having the issue with the wheel opening. So, yeah, this was right. Right. When, when he lost that what, was about more than 10 spots or something. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, this isn't mm -hmm. just, well, as I've said like 20 times already this episode, this isn't yeah. just a fluke. This isn't right. just a, the yips, like you said. There is an actual physical problem. Yeah. And and when that tweet or um, Nicole, you know, you're listening to the scanner. Nicole has been tweeting it out, uh, mm -hmm. the the live tweet. So I like tried. That's the first time I start sharing that uh, reason. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, hey everybody, we have this reason for what's going on. And uh, yeah. Anyway, you know how that went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fire everybody. Um, 
let's see here for the choose cone not on tv again uh he's 15th for the choose the leader takes the top on this one um and at restart at lap 58 he's up to 16th uh, by the next lap he's up to 11th you know it only took a second or two to pass some of those cars this is an insane comeback <laughs> <laughs> yeah well this isn't even the fun one the fun one's later um but at lap 60 he's up to ninth and at lap uh 62 he's battling the 47 and the two um lap 65 the eight car wins stage one and uh ryan finishes eighth so we got stage points truly incredible the position that he was in and like you said that was an incredible comeback from there and he has one that's better a little bit later on in the race but Mm -hmm. i i never thought there was going to be a shot at stage points there but that car again like you said, hopefully going forward, they'll still be just as fast, but it was a rocket ship. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he says, you know, just give me some track position and we'll be fine. You know, so, you know, just manage, manage the best we can. Uh, they're pitting in eighth and they actually come out 11th. So actually not too, too bad with the, with the situation there, you know, must've got that tire to drop a little bit. So you didn't have to wiggle it as much out of there. Um, Stage two's choose cone. Um, they do not show on TV. <laughs> uh, the eights, the leader takes the top. Ryan takes the low. Uh, and uh, the 38 lost a wheel right there at that point. Yeah, the only the only car this week. And as of today, the day we're recording it, they did announce the four race suspension for, I think it's Tire Changer, Jackman, and Crew Chief. So Todd Gilliland, who is a rookie, could mm-hmm. be without his crew chief for four races um yeah again I'm... not i think this is a different situation than what was happening with ryan that I think you got to get these wheels tight and i as far as that goes i don't think there's any excuse for that uh you got the one lug you got to get them tight yeah um so the restart uh laps uh 73 and he's up to ninth um and this is where i hear bottom of six on the restart which a little is scary a little scary there um by a lap uh, 75 he's up to seventh and the 14 is the leader at this point lap 77 he passes the 48 to get to sixth a lap 80 he passes the 22 to get to fifth at lap 82 passes the five he gets up to fourth and then at lap 90 we get a caution this is what am i up to number four now um this is for the 20 spinning out and um this pit stop here actually goes well. This one here, he goes in fourth, comes out fourth. So I was hoping that whatever was wrong with that shock, you know, we didn't know it was a shock at the time, but whatever was wrong with that rear wheel opening, I was hoping that this was, you know, something they had fixed or was able to fix. But this uh, is one of those situations where the 20, I think the 20 went down on all its tires oh, and yeah. had to go through the process, that long process of being towed in, and losing all the laps and actually the 20 i think ended up retiring which which they called an engine issue at one point um mm-hmm. one thing we didn't mention is that the toyotas were suffering from overheating issues overheating all, all the race long so yeah uh, a lot of them i think we heard there's there's a, a a max temperature and like a really 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 max temperature and a lot of them were running at like the extreme you know alarm temperature throughout the race yeah. so yeah, more, there's more no, little things they got to fix with the car there was no tape to pull so they don't have that uh, tape tape situation on the front anymore. So, um, choose cone on this one. 
he was P4 for the choose and uh, not on TV again. <laughs> the leader is the eight. He takes the top and Ryan takes the top ends up on row three on that. So he actually loses a spot, but he figures he's following the leader from the top row and that should be a better place to be. They, uh, the restarts at lap 96. He's a six there. Um, and the 24 takes the lead. Now, now he says he's tight. Now they, they must've, uh, at this point, I think they did make a little bit of an adjustment to try and see if the track was, they were trying to follow the track at this point. And they, you know, they adjusted, but he says he was a little bit tight at lap 109 to 14, uh, brushes the wall. And at lap 112, we get a caution. for the 17 this is caution number five i'm not going to count the stage breaks you know just just the actual cautions here um ryan says yeah let's go back on the changes so there it was yeah they made a change um tried to adjust to the track it really wasn't a lot of things wrong with the car but they were talking about the track and trying to stay up with the track and ryan just said it wasn't worth doing so um he goes in sixth this point comes out 11th um and uh, like I said, he's, you know, going around the 22 and the four, and that's a little bit uh, dicey too, you know, cause those guys are all pitting about the same time and they're all in the same place. So um, sometimes you lose a little bit on pit road there, not realizing, you know, you're trying to hit the sign, trying to give yourself clearance to get out, especially if the four comes in around you, because he's not going to be done before you. So you're not going to have his pit box to pull up through or, or you know, or use. So um, you know, that, that ends up being a little bit difficult on the day for them guys too. Um, choose cone is on TV here for the first one of the day. Uh, the eight takes the top and Ryan is 11th for the choose cone and he takes the top, puts him up in row six. Um, and of course, uh, something broke on the last restart. He was hit from behind. And, uh, we find out uh, later on that this was the rear air air diffuser. Yeah. So they have like a flap. Uh, one, they have like flaps on the hood of the car and those are actually tied down into this flap that will deploy on the diffuser. And it's really supposed to be when the car starts spinning around. So it's only supposed to deploy when the flap on the hood deploys, but they found out. And I think Ryan also said this, this happened to them at Daytona as well. If they get a big enough push or a hard enough hit to the back here, again, another one of those small tweaks they need to make to the car, possibly that diffuser flap will pop down. And it will make the, in this case, it made the car tight. So um, they had kind of had to deal with this a little bit. So we restart lap 116. Um, he's in 11th at this point, And we get another caution. <laughs> number caution, number six for the six. And uh, Ryan uh, gets up to eighth at avoiding all this uh, and I wrote down here, great job by Josh, because on the radio, he, you know, he, he, you know, told him where to go and got around all that, uh, issue without getting into the issue. Yeah. Know? Close call for sure. Definitely. I was holding my breath a little bit on that one. Cause I knew, uh, Ryan was back and back a little bit there and in the, in the hornet's nest. Yeah. Um, so everybody, everybody pretty much stays out here so that nobody, you know, really has to do anything. Um, choose cones, not on TV again. Uh, the leader, uh, is the takes the top and Ryan is eighth for the choose cone. He takes the top, um, but in row five, so he's lost a spot. But he, like I said, once again in the top, uh, the high line with the leader. So figuring that'll help him on the restart. And he likes running the high line anyway uh, when he can. Uh, they so they restart at lap one twenty one. He's in the tenth. Um, 
by lap 123, two laps later, he's up to sixth. And at lap 125, he passes the 41, gets himself up to fifth. Um, at lap 127, uh, Josh goes beep, beep. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I had the audio on that. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's it. Um, and he passed the five and got himself up to fourth place at that point. <laughs> there he goes. Um, so uh, lap 130 is the end of stage two. The eight wins the stage. And Ryan, fourth place. Stage two. Yeah, stage big time. <laughs> big time yeah. stage points. Again, you know, we're still, you know, a little bit frustrated with what's happening. Has been a little bit exciting every single restart to watch Ryan come from the back of the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not the back of the pack, but mid-pack. mid-pack so, yeah. um, but again, stage points, stage points. That's more than we can say that from what happened to the Daytona 500. So mm-hmm. um, just keep a little bit more money in the bank, as I would say. Yeah. Um, so he asked them to free up the center exit and that they're going in the right direction. So, um, <clears throat> the reversement of the changes and the things they're doing are working. Um, they pit, uh, coming in fourth and go out ninth, uh, choose code is not on TV. Again, the leaders, the 80 takes the top. Brian actually takes the low on this one and puts himself in row four. Um, so he actually gains a spot going from ninth to what would be, I think two, three, four, so six, seventh. Um, restarts at lap 137. And like I said, he's in seventh at this point. Um, within a lap, he gets up to sixth. And uh, lap 141, passes the 41, gets himself up to fifth. Now, lap 143, he says he can't really go nowhere at this point. So it's kind of like uh, everybody's kind of equaling out a little bit. And uh, lap 146, he does pass the 48, gets himself up to fourth. At lap 150, we have another caution. This would be number seven. And um, we've got the eight car with a flat. And then the 24, I don't know what was going on there, but the 24 just come right into it. Like, uh, you know, I don't know what his spotter told him or didn't tell him, but yeah. uh, I think William apologized to his crew for this one. He, he kind of made a, a knee jerk reaction and, and clipped the eight as the eight was kind of just coming by slow with that flat tire. Also just want to say again, this is Ryan Blaney podcast here. Um, but among people that I have a soft spot for Tyler Reddick's one of them. He's a, a guy that I got to see run dirt late models down here um, just a few years ago, technically early in his career. So um, I think he's a fun driver to to watch. And man, that eight was dominating. I mean, he was dominating at the clash and his car broke. He's dominating this race. Um, I think they kept throwing up the statistic that the driver that won stage one has uh, at California since stage racing started had not failed to win the race yet. Uh, so he kind of breaks that statistic and becomes the first one that doesn't. Uh, he did was able to eventually continue on in the race, but man, it was heartbreak. Heartbreak city for that, for that eight car. They had, they, uh, between them and Eric Jones and uh, a couple others, they, it was good to see them up front, uh, car to beat, but, um, yeah. And also, sorry, sorry, Willie B for your troubles. Yeah. Uh, Ryan asked him to free it up a bit. Uh, he's, uh, third and third right now with the 43 leading. Um, so the pitting in third, come out 13th, uh, Jonathan just tells him to keep after it, you know, get back out there, just keep after it keep plugging away uh choose cone is not on tv again um the leader is the 43 takes the top brian takes the top also putting him in row seven um so they restart at lap 155 
And at lap 156, we get a caution. There we go. Caution number eight on the day. Uh, the six, the 23, the 21, and uh, even the two got a little bit involved in this one. Um, here's where the fun strategy happens because they've only run a lap and a half at this point. And earlier in the race, the, there was a short, short uh, distance between two cautions and everybody just stayed out. <clears throat> but they have so many sets of tires left. They're doing the math between here and the end of the race. And they says, you know what? If nobody in front of you comes, then go ahead and come in. Um, they call it Mustang is what the code word that they used on the radio. And I'm guessing that's what it means, but they actually talked about it because he yeah. wanted to know, he wanted to know what if everybody comes in, he goes, well, if everybody comes in, then we just got to come in, you know, but if most of the field stays out or half of them or whatever, let's come in because tire drop-off was huge within those couple of laps. Um, you know, two laps might've been a second, a lap difference, which, you know, was was huge so um he was ninth at the point that he stays or that he comes in and like i said not everyone pitted he comes out um he was the second car with fresh tires coming out of the pits so it was stenhouse and then him so um, not only did they put four tires on his car i'm pretty sure they might have handed him a superman cape through the, the oh window net there yeah because this is where it gets crazy this restart um Choose Cone is on TV this time. The leaders of 22 takes the top. Now, Ryan is 16th for the Choose Cone, uh, taking the bottom, putting him in row seven. Now, the bottom is probably just as good because now you can run almost any lane from there, from where you're starting to the bottom. And he's got fresh tires compared to everybody else. The restart is at lap 165. Within a lap, I think a lap and a, yeah, let's see here by up to seventh, um, two laps in up to fifth. I hear Josh say, good job driver. Good job, driver. <laughs> because he can't even keep up with his, he can't keep up with it. He, you know, he's trying to give him, you know, but Ryan is just making any movie he wants to at this point. Uh, lap 167, he's up to third. 168, he's up to second. He's behind uh, Larson at this point. And the truth is, at, um, at this point, if it goes green, I think he was going to win the race. I, I really do. Now, you know, it was going to have to go, however, what is it, 30 laps green at this point. But uh, we get a caution yeah. at lap 172. You're right. I thought at this point we were looking at Atlanta spring last yeah. year where the, the five was going to be out front, but Ryan was going to methodically, you know, just, just nip them time uh, a little bit of time off every, every lap and eventually chase that five down and go to victory lane. But yep. part of me knew just with the way the, uh, the race has been going on and, and as based on the gong show that we've been having today with, with cautions mm -hmm. that it wasn't likely that, you know, with, you know, 30 or so to go, uh, it wasn't going to go green, but uh, a guy can wish. Yeah. It was uh, caution number nine here. Uh, not including the stage breaks. And um, Ryan does say, I wish it would have stayed green. And Jonathan says me too. Uh, the choose going on this next one, not on TV. The leader's the 14 and on takes the top. He's on old tires. Um, he decided to stay out. I don't know what, what they were doing there, but, um, 
Brian uh, lines up in 10th. He takes the top row five. So right where he's supposed to be. Um, they've got one set of stickers left and two scuffs, you know, so they've got enough for at least one more stop here. Um, Jonathan tells him, you're doing a great job. Uh, we're fighting more in here than you know. So, you know, like I say, he hasn't told him exactly what, but he's, you know, trying to let him know that, uh, you know, it's, it's not just, just a crew problem. Um, so they were pitting second. They come out ninth, which, you know, once again, isn't, you know, it's just what it is, is what it is as the day went. Uh, their lap 170, it's the restart up in 10th there. Uh, lap 180, he's up to eighth. Lap 81, he's up to seventh. Lap 183, up to sixth. Lap 187, he passes the 99, gets to fifth. And then we get another caution. At lap 199, there we go, number 10 here. And um, it's for the nine car. Uh, and we saw the incident on track. We heard the fallout afterward about uh, yeah. the spotter took the blame for the five car. <clears throat> and then, you know, the nine car hit the, you know, got messed up because of it. And then allegedly he couldn't control the car anymore. Um, I've heard a lot of different things. I've listened. Of course I try one great thing about our podcast is we, we do it on Tuesdays. So we get to listen to some other stuff ahead of time, get a little more info, um, listening to a couple other podcasts. A couple people were pretty sure that he did not um, have an accident there, that that was on purpose. Because yeah, he made a statement to the effect of, I don't care who's in the lead before yeah. it happens. So, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. like early on in the race, because he was involved in an incident very early on and actually came back, I think, for being a lap down or so. Um, where something in the in the steering broke that they had to fix so when he got slammed into the wall again this time so again if we're talking about the move there the five and the 22 are at a dead heat in the middle and bottom lanes well i don't even know if i can call that the bottom lanes but a couple of lanes down from the top um the nine gets a run and shoots the gap on the outside between the five and the wall um the five, which a lot of people are saying, again, if you watched the way that some of the people were, were driving the track, when they got into the turns, they would sweep up high and they got down to the middle of the turn, they would sweep down to the bottom of the track. So the five is basically saying he was just making his normal move mm -hmm. and didn't know that the nine was out there. The nine thinks the five was throwing a block into him, wasn't very happy about it because he was a teammate, but Hey, since when do teammates ever put each other in the wall? Um, yeah. So we, uh, we, um, so it, it was reminiscent of that a little bit. The nine, you know, limps around. I think he did go to, to, he didn't get to pit road just yet, but he was telling the crew when you were just saying, he was telling the crew that it's broke. It's going to break again. And yeah, I don't care who, who is in the lead. So people are saying he did have white colored gloves on. They're saying that they, they could see him yank the steering wheel and, um, there's some people out there that said they've, they've looked over the SMT data and, and it was, it was, they described it as crazy and it did look like something broke. So, I mean, honestly, I don't really care. Uh, just, I don't really care too much. And I know, uh, Hendrick Motorsports probably had some meetings this week already to address this situation. And, um, they're both really competitive. They're both the last two, you know, champions of the sport, um, chase, I don't, I don't want to get the chase fans riled up. So, but you know, he's, he's hasn't shied away from controversy over the last couple of years. So 
Um, it is what it is. I don't know. It made it, it was just added another layer of entertainment to the race. Well, here's the only thing I'll say about that. Um, an opinion I have right now, uh, Ryan's in fifth at this point when it happens, if this race stays green, he might chase down another car or two, finish fourth, third, whatnot. Um, but get a top five out of the day. And what it does is it causes another pit stop instead with the issues they were having all day. So really, yeah, uh, Ryan was a little bit ticked off and um, he was mad at the nine and he said something to Josh about it. And I think they both agreed that it was, I want to say they almost both agreed that, yeah, <laughs> that it was questionable. So, you know, that's true. I shouldn't um, say I'm fine with it. I was, I wasn't fine with it at the time. I'm fine with whatever, you know, teammates bickering and, and having their bickering troubles. And all that. Yeah. Um, it wasn't terrific that it, it impacted the race. If it indeed was, was an intentional spin, but we will, you know, Chase isn't going to say it. He, everyone's learned from Bubba Wallace and Dale Earnhardt Jr. That you should not tell anybody that it was an intentional spin right? Uh, because you will be dealt with accordingly. So mm-hmm. we're never going to know the truth. Uh, maybe in a, in a memoir, an, a, a biography, <laughs> you know, Someday, you know yeah. 30 years from now. Yeah. But uh, as for now, we don't know and we're not going to know. So it did yeah, impact Ryan's race for right, the, yeah. the worst. Yeah, because because here it is he pits in fifth and comes out 10th you know so um the choose cone of course is on tv for this last one the five the leader takes the top ryan takes the bottom in row five so uh you know they restart lap 196 um by lap 198 he's actually 13th so they were they're 11th on the restart back to back to 13th um and the five wins and ryan finishes 18th now at this point, Jonathan does apologize uh, for what had happened during the day. He says it's his fault. He just says it flat on the radio. Doesn't say exactly what. Um, the thing is, is that last lap, lap and a half. Um, TV, heck, of course, right? Yeah. yeah TV is going to show you the leader, of course. They're going to show you any drama that the leader might be having or one or two cars behind him or close to him. Um, the video that you posted and, uh, people need to go after they're done here and go and see it. It's the roof cam from the two car. And it shows something I didn't even know happened. Yeah. I called it very revealing <laughs> for, mm-hmm. for what happened. And Ryan actually went ahead and retweeted this as well too, yeah. just to give people an idea. Cause we had no clue we we're in the dark here. You know, mm-hmm. we knew he was having the pit trouble started, restarted 10th. Uh, we knew that the 31 yeah. went spitting, uh, on this, on this yeah. last lap as well. And just assumed Ryan was in the vicinity, but we mm-hmm. kind of learned a little bit more. Yeah. I assumed it had something to do with loosening the car up because he told them, let's loosen it up for a short run, knowing that there's going to be a short run at the end of the race uh, in the last two, three laps. But he literally gets to the front stretch and punts the 31, the 31 tried to throw a block and, uh, uh, the, uh, which one's the spotter for the 31? Um, uh, Brent Griffin. Brent Griffin. Brent Griffin has said uh, that uh, Blaney, Blaney punted us. And uh, yeah, the 31 ends up down in the infield, on the grass, into the, I think into that wall down you there. He hit the right? wall pretty hard. Yeah. It kept going. And, it kept going. And they did not throw, they could have thrown a caution there and they did not throw the caution. And um, then as Ryan gets into turn two, and if you're watching this, this view from the roof cam of uh, Cindric, uh, the car steps out on Ryan big time. And it's a great save because truthfully, you know, yeah, I don't know just, how the car didn't get destroyed. Yep. And it didn't get spun and go into the wall. So, and at that point, that's, I think, where he loses a bunch of the spots. Cause I think he would have, Cindric finished, 
um, what do you he say? Was top 15, 12, 13, 10, something like 12, that. 15, I think so. Brian was in 11th or 12th at that point. At point. So yeah, we could have, could have possibly gotten back to the line. Maybe somebody else would have struggled maybe got a top 10 out of it. Um, but that wiggle on the last lap itself. Um, and it, it, like you said, you got to watch it because it's incredible that he saved the car. He was wrecking, you know, it was, yeah. it was wrecking and he, he saved it. So the save was incredible. Now, again, just to go back real quick, that move that ended up with the contact, I mean, we don't see contact. Brent Griffin says there was contact, so I'm going to believe mm-hmm. it because of what happened. Ryan yeah. was up in front of the two near the wall. Again, we talked about this move that you know he was doing. You saw it in his qualifying lap, too. Went from up on top of the wall to move all the way down toward the apron, and Ryan had a huge run. Mm-hmm. And he makes that move going down toward the apron. The, the 31's kind of more in the middle of the track, last second throws a huge block on mm-hmm. Ryan. And I would say at this point, Ryan in, in his frustration over what's gone on in this race and the position he is in at this point uh, did not seem like he was in the mindset to lift. And the, yeah, the 30, the 31 got sent and uh, Ryan kept going and, and came back up, up to the top of the track near the wall. And that's when that save happened a few moments later. So yeah, go ahead. Um, I know a ton of people have watched that video and retweeted it. And like I said, Ryan tweeted it as well. If you're trying to look for it, but you can find it on the team Blaney account. You can find it on Ryan's account. Uh, take a look at it. Watch the full version the original version. I saw only showed the save. And then I thought, you know what, let me go ahead and watch the, the full, the full version of this last lap from the two. And I was like, Oh, Oh. And then I said, you know, uh, I think uh, I don't know if I tweeted out or I think I put it in our discord chat. You know, I think we know why, because uh, on that last lap, Ryan had said somebody had messed him up and I think we know who, and I think they got the worst end of it. Yeah. Um, so on TV that um, they only show um, what three choose guns out of like 12 there. Um, but the, st- the statistic came out the other day with the quality passes and people are asking what quality passes are. And it's anytime you're in the top 15 or you pass anybody else that's in the top 15. So, you know, once you get from 16th and you start passing people. So one interesting thing about, you know, losing spots on pit road, they never really dropped out of the top 15. Well, except for that one pit stop where they just slightly a little bit, did. but barely. yeah, and they were 16th on the restart. Um, Ryan had 102 quality passes. And just for comparison, Stenhouse is the next guy down at 71. Yeah. <laughs> so if that tells you anything about driving ability and the speed of the, that was in the car, um, you know, it, it was frustrating because you're losing the track position. Um, but on the other hand, uh, the driver really showed off how good he is at uh, getting it back on the track. Um, so, you know, not a statistic you, you'd rather have a quality pass of like 10 or 15 while you're in the top five all day, you know, that would be great. And then finish with, you know, passing or or leading the last lap would be awesome. But, um, you know, overall, uh, you know, 18th is not a good, good finish, but he had stage points and the standings are out and he's still fourth in the standings too, which is pretty amazing through two races and having that kind of thing happen. Um, so you know, and only points wise, it's only driver points wise. It's the only think about 15 points out of the lead. Now, Larson mm-hmm. is locked in pretty much. Larson and Cindric are pretty much locked into the playoffs with those wins. Mm-hmm. Unless mm-hmm. we have a miraculous run again of, of uh, single winners each race, but yeah. Um, or non repeat winners. So you said, yeah, ends up 18th for the day. Again, the only thing, I mean, I know I, I, I told, I 
told Steve that I, I compared it to uh, my most prolific day of tweeting was, was probably yesterday. And again, I think because of that, thank you to the 40 to 50 people that uh, follow team Blaney in one day there. Um, but I was just really trying to get the heat off of the tire changers. And I maybe should have been more specific to the tire changer, not just saying the crew, because I get it. The crew as a whole, the team as a whole made the mistake and yeah, whatever. Um, but really, and that's why I've, it was great that Ryan went on the, uh, again, that audio we played earlier was from the late shift on Sirius XM NASCAR radio where Todd Gordon and Brad Gilly are the hosts on Monday nights. So I'm really glad Ryan got on there and cleared the air. And again, specifically mentioned that backlash that he saw for his crew on social media specifically. And he wanted to clear the air and, and kind of let people know that it wasn't, again, it wasn't that right rear tire changers job um, or fault. He was doing the best job that he could. Um, mm-hmm. Again, six races from now, if they're struggling, we can address that. But yeah. um, at least right now, for this specific race, they were having a pretty much a catastrophic problem on pit road that Ryan had to wheel that car with the to the best of his ability throughout the race. Things didn't. I think he was still in line, like you said, to get a top five, at least a top ten finish, um, but had a horrible last lap with uh, with what transpired there. So. Um, on to Las Vegas, finishes 18th, fourth in points, got stage points in one and two. And once again, just as a reminder, as we move forward. Just stay positive, okay? Don't jump off a cliff. No truer words have been spoken. So as I said, we're just going to keep moving forward on. We are on to race two of the West Coast Swing for the NASCAR Cup Series, and we are heading out to the desert at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for the Pennzoil 400 Sunday, March 6th. You can catch the race at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox and on the radio with PRN this week in Sirius XM NASCAR radio. As with all the other races this year, except for I think the next time we go to Daytona and Talladega, they are not going to have practice. Um, but we do have practice and qualifying happening on Saturday. Um, same deal, Group A, Group B. Um, single vehicle laps. They're going to split it up into two rounds again. The top five from each uh, of the groups will go and then compete for the pole. So speaking of pole positions, Ryan does have one career pole at Las Vegas that came in 2018. That was his first year in the 12 car. Um, Overall, those stats, again, we say every week right now with the next-gen car, stats don't mean anything, but I don't know. Maybe I'm warming up to the fact that that maybe they do because some of the folks that are are good, except for Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch had a rough day out there at California. People thought that he was really going to steal the show but um he got you know he got all of his laps back right? he did insane Six and he foot. finished 14th i believe yeah. i think he was four so, or five laps down um mm-hmm. i think somebody else was like six a laps lot of, down they came a lot of back, so. a lot of guys did a lot of wave arounds um with all those cautions so yeah a lot of guys got a lot of laps yeah, back i was gonna say it. you know what did it I don't know what kind of cautions we're going to get this week, but in 11 career starts at Las Vegas Motor Speedway, Ryan has five top fives, eight top tens. And again, he has that pole in 2018. The 12 car definitely has the speed. Team Penske has the speed. You know, Cindric got the pole this past week. Um, so that's the, uh, and Logano was fast too, as well. I think Logano hit the, did he hit the wall? I think in his, his qualifying attempt mm-hmm. at, at yeah. one point. So, uh, the 22 was a threat for the pole as well, alongside, uh, Ryan who Ryan fumbled a little bit on his qualifying run there. So he ended up starting where he did. So again, you can catch this race, the 
wise or sorry that was this past week the Pennzoil 400 which i think ryan uh, ryan and joey are probably gonna have Pennzoil cars this week yeah they've got tba on ryan's right now but i, I know last year on this race they both yeah. ran uh, a Pennzoil scheme um the uh joey ran like the traditional one and ryan ran um a uh it was white with the yellow on it on the hood yeah um i'm keep an eye out because as soon as i see a picture of it um i will make one of my mini hoods with it yeah, there you go <laughs> i don't know if people have been following that or not um um getting a little crafts artsy craftsy with vinyl and um i'm making my own little mini hoods um they're not like professional grade by any sense of the of of, of the word um but they're fun they're they're, they're fun and uh, i'm trying to post pictures of them after i make them and um mostly blaney related whether it's him or his dad uh, made a couple of retro ones so check out uh you know check out my twitter or my instagram i put, I put them on there all the time facebook stories or whatever instagram stories and adam will retweet him when he sees a good one he likes too so so for sure check out again the pennzoil 400 this sunday las vegas motor speedway 3 3 30 p.m eastern time on fox prn on the radio and sirius xm nascar radio so ryan didn't have that great of a race overall um i didn't have that great of a fantasy race at daytona and i thought i would follow it up by uh just having a wonderful outing here when it came to the nascar or the team blaney nascar fantasy live league um, but somebody in discord pointed out that you uh scored more points in daytona than i have total points nearly total points on the season even after this past week's uh this uh yeah this past week's race at california let me go over my starting lineup and it's gonna sound good it's gonna sound good right off the bat here steve uh my number one starter kyle larson who went on to win the race and scored uh 52 total points i started cole custer after watching him spank the field in the xfinity series race i thought that he was going to uh, have a decent shot at this one. He did run toward the front. I took him a little while to get up front. He did finish uh, eighth most points there, 31 points. I had Chase Elliott, who uh, was having a decent day and actually had recovered. Looked like he was going to go on for a top five run. That didn't work out for me. Had Alex Bowman. He had some trouble as well. Eventually got into the wall. Ryan Blaney, another one that I had uh, in my starting lineup. Um, I believe I moved Larson into my lineup when Kyle Busch had his trouble. So I'd left, I moved Kyle Busch out of my starting lineup and, and put him into the garage, moved Larson out of the garage who ended up winning the race. So um, here's where the trouble happened. At least last week, I got one or two of the bonus picks. This one, I was 0 for 4. I had Chase Elliott over Larson. That didn't work out. I had Kyle Busch over Logano. That didn't work out. I had Byron over Reddick. That didn't work out. And I had Kurt Busch over Austin Dillon. That didn't work out because Dillon finished second. Bush rallied from all those technical inspection issues to finish eighth. Not a good day for me overall. And I think I am, we'll go over the standings, but I am in at the bottom 66th or something in the standings. And you are on the opposite end of the spectrum, the very, as far as you can go opposite end of the spectrum. So what was this magical lineup that you're able to put together for uh, the Fontana race? Well, the truth is I, I didn't think it was that good. And, and I, you know, I had, I had Ryan, um, I had Kyle, uh, Kyle Bush. Like I said, he ended up 14th, so that helped. Uh, I had Joey, and Joey finished fifth. Um, I had Larson, um, and, uh, you know, we know what he did. And I had Byron. 
and that you know caused an issue there but i had um and actually none of them none of my picks really went well either had uh, chase over kyle kyle bush over logano byron over reddick kurt bush over dylan so you know if it wasn't for larson winning and uh logano being up in the in the top top five i, I don't think i would have had that great of a week myself but uh you know i'm trying to stay consistent and uh you know see how it goes in the next couple of weeks so let's go ahead and uh like i mentioned before on twitter uh the fun part about this fantasy recap each week is that we do run through the top 10 finishers in the race that just happened and then we'll go over the top 10 of the standings overall in the team blaney nascar fantasy live league uh so starting off the highest points getter from auto club speedway in the fantasy league this week is a member of our discord chat again shout out to anybody that wants to join discord it really i mean we had some great race day chats last season toward the end of the season when we started our team blaney discord server um this you know picked up a little bit of speed during the daytona 500 and i told uh uh steve it was uh we were having a party over there for this race i think some of it was people were trying to figure out what was going on but mm-hmm. we had you know you know 18 19 20 people following along during that during the race in a huge amount of engagement so it was really really fun we all kind of got to chat through that race and chat through our frustrations and i, I got mm-hmm. to inform some people on what was happening so i'll throw that link up every race day uh, but you can go and find it right now if you look on on the team blaney twitter account i put up the discord server you can join that but anyway roundabout way of saying cool guy 2k from the discord server uh led the way this week at auto club speedway with 213 points in second we had angie 12 in third we have eric d 15 in fourth we have blaniacle or blaniac al or i don't know blaniacle um 201 points fifth jb or jdb 068 with 196 points in six we had moose 1616 with 195 points seventh blaniac 10 with 194 mez tied in eighth with this guy right here mez 12 and factory of sadness who would have the again we talk about following along with fantasy each week factory of sadness was down in the basement with me he uh he or she had the lowest score at daytona but rebounds here you guys tied for eighth mez 12 factory of sadness 191 points and nicole stellinarius nicole chipman stellinarius browns out the top 10 this week in the team blaney nascar fantasy live league with 190 points um I finished in the 27th position team Blaney host. Adam made it a little bit more specific this year with my name, 170 points. Unfortunate. So why don't we go ahead and go to the overall standings. So again, with your top 10 finish, it kept you in the lead of the team Blaney NASCAR fantasy live league Mez 12 in first position with 410 overall points. Um, nipping at your heels. Uh, here he comes. Perennial contender here, the reigning champion of the league, Clyde's Chicken Pit Racing, 392 points. In third, the aforementioned Cool Guy 2K, 381 points. In fourth, Super Mod. In fifth, Vincent 12. In sixth, Blaniac 10. In seventh, Frygal 12. In eighth, Eric D 15. Ninth, another top contender from last year, Glitterbugs. And in 10th, again, another top contender, Blaney's Daisy, 351 points, rounding out the top 10. Uh, I'm rolling through here. I'm not even on the first list. I have to go to the second page uh, of players here to get to where I am at in the standings. And I am 61st position, 255 points. Mm -hmm. That is 64. 
first out of 70 active players. So again, we've mentioned before, and I mentioned it on our, our social media accounts, the league is capped at a hundred players. Essentially at the end of this race, this Sunday, I'm going to go in and anybody that is still at zero points earned for the season, you will be removed from the league because we all week long, the past two weeks have had people asking to get into the league. So I'm just going to go ahead and open up as much space as possible. So if you are afraid that you're going to miss out on the league this year, um, make sure you set a lineup. Uh, again, right now we have 70 active people that are competing competing in the Team Blaney Fantasy Live League, which is terrific. Um, mm-hmm. But we want to open it up to all, have all 100 people, and it is never too late. Um, if you have one or two good races, you are right back in this thing. And uh, Steve and I were talking every year. We've talked about trying to give something away. I, we couldn't get a hold of Clyde last year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we're going to press even harder, but we want to get uh, some sort of a trophy or uh, I think we talked about like a trophy tumbler or something for the team. Mm-hmm. NASCAR yeah. fantasy live league. Um, if you want to join the league, you can find out that information on our Twitter accounts. You can also just go to the NASCAR fantasy live portion of the NASCAR.com website. You create what is called an entry. And then once you've created the entry, you can click on the part that says join a league. And then if you're in there, if you just search for team Blaney, the full name of the league is team Blaney podcast. If you just search for team Blaney, you should be able to end up in the place that you want to be join the league. You can join other leagues as well. Copy your entries over uh, to them as we go. Cause Nicole Stellanarius, who does the live tweet, she has a league going on herself and um, we'd mm-hmm. like to see some more people compete over there as well. Mm-hmm. You can join both. I, I've done that. Um, how are you doing in, within your household? Oh uh, man, overall standing. I, I definitely won in the household at auto club, oh, okay. uh, but overall, let's see. Overall, I am not. Uh, overall, mm-hmm. my wife is in 19th position, 335 mm-hmm. points. I'm in, so she's in 19th. I'm in 61st. Yeah. So, so I think maybe you confer with her this week before you put your lineup in. Yeah, I might want to. And I tell you what, <laughs> um, I know you had mentioned it. Daniel Suarez, she's a huge Daniel Suarez fan. Yes. The 99 had a legitimate shot to win that race and actually <laughs> went up and took the lead late in that race. And uh, Ryan was having his trouble. So, um, Alma maybe silently pulled for the 99 there to, to give um, her a win, but uh, Ryan, Ryan even mentioned crazy. it. Uh, Ryan even mentioned it. Um, I don't know if it was on race hub last night. Uh, they, yeah, he really, he's one of uh, Daniel's amigos. He said, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So I definitely got a Daniel's amigo in the household as well. And mm-hmm. she, uh, she's kicking my butt in fantasy along with you, but you kick my butt every year. So, all right. I mean, we had a, an adventurous, it was weird. I feel like I actually had a lot of fun with this podcast today and started off pretty heavy when we're, we're going over this, this pit road issue and me just give me, gave me a little bit of chance to vent over the, mm-hmm. over the, the, the anger and animosity that I, I encountered over the weekend on Twitter, which no one ever encounters that on Twitter. Um, but it did give maybe me a little bit of a forum just to try to get more of the information out there mm-hmm. really made me feel better. The, you know, Ryan came out with basically his own statement in his interview on yeah. Monday night on Sirius XM, um, got to play the <laughs> gong show. I, that, that was, I didn't do that. I didn't have to anticipate doing that going in, but I thought I'd have a little fun mm-hmm. playing the gong show with, uh, with the record number of precautions that they had at auto club and, uh, really looking forward to the race number two of the West coast swing as they, as a cup series and Ryan Blaney and crew chief, Jonathan, Jonathan Hassler spotter, Josh Williams, the rest of that pit crew mm-hmm. head out to Las Vegas and see what they can do. Yeah. You know, uh, what's nice about, you know, the day or two that's followed is accountability, you know, so there was an issue and they were accountable for it. They told you what it was. Somebody was a messenger 
went on social media or went on TV, went on radio, satellite radio, Ryan did it himself and, uh, you know, discuss the issue and, and, and let people know what it was, you know? So, like I said, in the moment, uh, during a race, you always find out that, you, you know, you're mad or angry about what it is because you know how good he is. And you know, that, uh, uh he, he can win any, any given week now. Um, but, um, you know, step back if you can bef before, you know, you go too, too angry about it. And, and sometimes you'll find that there was a lot more to play, you know, than, uh, than what you thought. So, you know, that was kind of nice that they're accountable. These guys don't just sweep it under the rug either. You know, they told you what happened, you know, which was kind of nice to know. It just took a day or two to get the info out there, but they did get it out there and we know at least what happened. And now, you know, going forward, hopefully it doesn't happen again. That's, that's what I was going to say. Now the big thing here, um, they, hopefully the, this is corrected and isn't something that's going to set them back for the rest of the West coast swing, which is a possibility because they have, they've had these kind of cars built. So, um, yeah, I, like I said, I, I got a chance to vent over a little bit of the anger I encountered. Um, mm -hmm. but thank you. I, I mean, like I said, we got 40 something plus more followers on, on yeah. Twitter over the weekend. So thank you everyone for, for added us. Thank you to the people I maybe even had some back and forth with as we went, I'm not going to block anybody from team Blaney, unless you start to get a little bit vulgar. Um, yeah. so I try to keep it as a, as an open forum for fans. I, I someone along the way described it as, as the fans just being passionate. And I think that's, that's fair. Yeah. Well, people have a lot of passion, uh, for for Ryan Blaney and that race team, and they just want, just as we do, want want the best for them, and they get frustrated knowing, you know, that they had a fast car and we were having these challenges. So, thank you to to all the followers yeah. and, uh, and, yeah. and um the the podcast itself is is gaining more and more people are listening. Uh, we notice we're, we're noticing it's picking up a little bit. Some people are going back and and going over the older episodes, which is nice. Um, if you are new to it, make sure you subscribe, whatever service you're using, subscribe on it because it, you know, that way to pop up right away, Wednesday. Uh, so actually technically sometimes it happens Tuesday night because Adam gets it done um, pretty quick and tell other people who are Blaney fans too. You know, some Blaney fans don't even know what a podcast is. <laughs> I hate to say that, but they don't. Um, and I, like I said, I want to try to bring everybody together. You know, we talk about all these things and including we'll talk about the Blaney family foundation every week and things they're doing, you know, um, we try to talk about other Ryan things, just not just on the track things also. So, you know, try to get, um, other fans together and, uh, let's, uh, let's get together and root together. So, uh, you know, we can share that experience when he wins, uh, with more people, you know, yeah, we try to cover it all. That's why I said at the beginning of every show, I say we've been fans of the Blaney racing family. And that's true from Lou to Dave to Dale to Ryan. Um, still waiting to hear from the, they're, they're going to have that big SRX race. The SRX season finale is going to be held at Sharon Speedway this year. If anyone already doesn't know about that, we mentioned it a couple episodes ago. Um, I've still been relentlessly uh, tweeting at and, and posting and tagging uh, the the director of SRX and just the series itself and Twitter. Um, just really hoping that we're going to get a Blaney behind the wheel. I have no, again, we have no pull in any of that. Just, just being hopeful. Uh, so we'll see what happens. So, and I've heard rumors too, I don't know, maybe unsubstantiated of Dale, maybe Dale Blaney getting back behind the wheel of a 410 sprint car this year, but who knows? I would, I would welcome seeing uh, the low rider back behind the wheel as well. And uh, yeah. Dave's going to be running races at Sharon too, and his 410 the all-star and I think world of outlaw races, and we'll see what else he does. 
So like I said, yeah, thank you everyone uh, who joined us uh, new on Discord or in the Discord server for the race day chat, everyone that joined us on Twitter and Facebook this week. Um, we, we got through it together. We're going to move on and uh, get through that as well. So thank you once again, everyone, for tuning into this episode of the Team Blaney podcast. If you'd like to learn more about myself or co-host Steve, be sure to check out our very first debut episode from last season that dives deep into how we both became fans of the Blaney racing family. You can interact with us on Twitter and Facebook at Team Blaney, also on Instagram at team.blaney. And finally, we encourage you to help support the Ryan Blaney Family Foundation, this organization championed by Ryan and his family supports causes like the Alzheimer's Association and UPMC Sports Medicine. You can find out more about the foundation online at ryanblaneyfamilyfoundation.org or on all of their active social media channels. And uh, Steve Wool, Steve, who is an avid golfer and maybe booking his trip to Charlotte right now. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if not, he'll do what he can. They're looking for people, looking for people to join in and businesses to join in and help this uh, this opportunity they have uh, with a, a, a golf outing at Top Golf in the Charlotte University area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, was it uh, May 24th, I believe it was. Um, and, uh, they're looking for donations too, um, as far as not just money donations, but, um, items for a, uh, silent auction that they're going to have. So, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we hear more about, uh, what those items might be, uh, cause I always like to bid on something here and there. I know Adam's pretty good at winning a silent auction. <laughs> um, so yeah, even if I can't go down there and golf, uh, uh, we'll try to do something to support the foundation, um, the fan club, uh, uh, the Blaney bunch too. Um, actually I think, uh, be renewing here in the next month or two for that. Um, but that's, uh, that's something cool that people can join too. You join the Blaney bunch, uh, and, uh, you know, you get a year's membership, you get exclusive, uh, Facebook, uh, and, uh, and Twitter things that they have exclusive to just their members. Um, and they sent out stuff last year when Ryan won, it was really kind of cool. I'm looking at a checkered flag they sent that was autographed, um, after one of his wins, so, um, you know, oh, and yeah, there's gift cards from advanced auto parts. There was, yeah, we've yeah, got, yeah, was all got kind gift of cards, things. autographs, t-shirt, um, tokens. I mean, we, we've, we kind of got it all with the, with the fan club. So yeah, yeah do anything so. you can to support the Ryan Blaney family foundation, really great cause. And I believe this golf outing at top golf, uh, the proceeds are going to go to their partnership with EPMC sports medicine. So for my co-host, Steve Mez. I'm Adam Rogers, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night, Brussels. Good night, Dublin. Thanks, everybody, for coming. Hope you enjoyed it.